Okay. And we're on. We are recording. Yep. You may hear all kinds of new sounds. I'm in a different place. Sean's got a new studio. Oh. I'm in Studio B. <laughs> <laughs> studio B. He's, he's working in Studio B today. Now that my parents are back, I'm upstairs in the attic. I have been doing it down at the dining room table, you know. Now I'm upstairs in the bedroom. Well, we've sort of traded places because I, the last two times I recorded here in Virginia Beach, I was in the guest bedroom at the desk, and I'm out in the dining room today. Ah, <laughs> I'm still on my desk, but when my parents come to visit, I'll be back in my bedroom. In the closet again? Or in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soundproofed. Soundproofed in the closet. Okay. When you're ready, you can just start. One question. Say the date, don't say for release on. I know, but when I say the oh. date, is that sort of like... You could you could do it the other way around. They just put the date first. It's December thirty first, two thousand five, and this is episode twelve of. I, I'm just having last minute thoughts. You know, when you say December thirty first, it's almost like a time that you should say it's New Year's Eve. You know, but if, if you, either way, sure. You're driving. New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2005, episode number 12. Welcome to Measurection Radio. <laughs> it ain't right. <laughs> Take two. No, it's just going to have to be just like it is. Just like it is. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what I used to say. Hello and welcome to Measurection Radio. Yeah, I'm your host, Sean. You're not Sean, you're Josh. Well, but that's what he's supposed to say. <laughs> oh. I'm not having identity crisis. <laughs> oh no, this is off to a bad start. It's going to get better. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Measurection Radio, episode number 12, December 31st, 2005, New Year's Eve. Yep. I'm your host, Sean, founder of Measurection.com, and with me is our two admin, Josh and Alan. Hello there. Hello. Hey. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm doing well. I'm in Virginia Beach once again, away from home. Well, I'm still in East Texas. Diane is on vacation this week. Diane, we miss you and hope you're having a wonderful time on your much-needed vacation. We look forward to having you back next week, baby. Yeah, Diane was in much need of a vacation. You know, she's been working pretty hard lately, and uh, you may have heard of the intro to show number nine that... She's screaming at her family, and, and she's threatening beatings and, and such. If you didn't hear it, uh, here's the clip. Okay, you guys, I'm going to ask you to pause just for a minute because I have to go scream at my family. Hold on a sec. What the hell is all the thumping? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do a radio show, and all I'm hearing is thump, 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 thump. If I need to beat you later, I will. Thank you. <laughs> And we're back. Talk, 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 thump, 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 wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, she would begin to lose it. So I'm glad she's on vacation. Uh, she really needs it. Now, uh, so enjoy your vacation, Diane. Now, in the past, we had a lot of listeners miss Diane's voice because, you know, she's really a great 
presence on our show, and, and people like the female voice. And to help fill the void in the past, we've we've uh, done the little band camp clip. And one time at band camp? Because <laughs> that kind of sounds like Dan, but that's not really cutting it anymore. So uh, I took some time this week, and I've reviewed hours of tape of Diane and created what I call a virtual Diane, which I can just play throughout the show. So she's really with us. She's really with us, yeah. (laughs) Virtually? That's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's hilarious. See, we could just, she could just be here while we talk. Yeah, see? (laughs) Why are we making fun of you? She's just talking over us just like normal. (laughs) Yeah. She's there. (laughs) Why did we even tell everybody she wasn't here? (laughs) Could have just faked it. (laughs) Diane, stop laughing. Well, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. We can carry on a conversation with her. Oh, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Anyways. That's going to scare her when she hears all that. Good Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. Shut up. Yeah. That's like that beyond so. identity theft, I think. She thought that was funny, so Alan. Just... Okay. You can see the confusion. Oh, yeah. yeah see, you can see the confusion. Let's see if I can so carry on a conversation with her. We, he almost could. He almost could. So, uh, Diane, we love you. We miss you. And enjoy your vacation and hurry back. And until then, we'll maybe use the virtual Diane. Yeah. Also, we're missing John, our producer. As you know, John is involved with several other podcast and internet projects, in addition to having a full-time job. So, he's decided to step down from his producing duties with us and focus on his Bruiser Chronicles show, as well as some of his other internet projects. We asked John to stay on as a host without having producing responsibilities, but sadly, he declined. John did a terrific job helping us get Measurection Radio off the ground, and we thank him for the great work he's done. Yeah, he not only did a hell of a lot of work uh, behind the yes. behind the uh, curtains, as it were, yes, he was. but also was a great uh, panel member, and uh, we'll yes. miss him. we'll miss you, John. Thank you. We really will miss you. And we're back! Oh. <laughs> Diane had to weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to participate on Measurection Radio, you can call our dick phone. In the U.S., it's 206 338 Dick, that's 206-338-3425. You can reach us on Gizmo. Our username is Measurection. Or email us at radio at com. Or you can view the website at www.measurection.com slash radio. Hot. And you can send an audio file to us by, uh, right. by hot. email. Hot. That's so hot. It's <laughs> hot. Oh. <laughs> How is how was everyone's holiday? Very nice. The Christmas holiday. It was great. I enjoyed mine. How was yours, Sean? It was good. It was good to be with the family. Uh, I know that Alan is still in the midst of his Hanukkah celebration. Absolutely. Went to a uh, Hanukkah party tonight. It's uh, night seven, corresponding to New Year's Eve this year, and uh, got to see some family members since I'm here in Virginia, and uh, see my uh, cousins including my uh, godson, who is a first cousin once removed. And uh, and one of these days, if you ask nicely, I'll explain to you the difference between a first cousin <laughs> once removed and a second cousin. And uh, 
and um, my godson and his and his brother are just about the same age as, as the uh, the two boys in the movie Zathura, and so I gave found and gave them the uh, Zathura game. Oh, cool! A present, and they both have seen the movie, so that was neat. Oh, see, I, even I haven't seen the movie yet. No, I haven't. Don't even know what you're talking about. You'd better hurry. <laughs> oh, really? It uh, didn't get great I think ratings. It's a Disney so, thing. Uh, great reviews, so uh, it's not going to be in theaters for long. I loved the uh, the book as a kid, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's what the that's what the movie's called, Zathura, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think. No, 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 no. You, you, you've mixed up two movies. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I'm talking about Narnia. <laughs> Narnia, oh, yeah. Never mind. Narnia. I feel like I'm on another planet. Zathura. I don't know what either one of you are talking about. <laughs> never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, Diane thought it was funny. Holy cow. Zathura is, the, oh. is sort of the follow-up to Jumanji. Yeah, that did look pretty dumb. <laughs> Actually, I saw it on the uh, the Apprentice. The Apprentice did uh, did a bit promoting, and I. That's right. They couldn't pronounce Except they it. They couldn't right. pronounce it. And it, obviously, it's not very memorable because I thought it was Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from Disney. Oh, well, good. but it was okay. It really was. And as I say, the two boys are about the same age as uh, as my two uh, first cousins once removed. Great. So, I have no neat. idea what either one of you are talking about. <laughs> another planet where Zathura and Narnia and Fabulous. now we hit on it last week but you you did a cruise right you were on a cruise I did I did a, a cruise the week before Christmas and and had a great time with my family and we had about 30 people on the ship so that was great your group was wow. 30 people yeah our little group uh it was seven immediate family members wow and then it was some close friends and their family, so it made the total group 30. So they, there were more of them than us, but we had a good time. Well, good. Christmas always pushes me just a little notch, just a closer to, a little bit closer to atheism every year. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hovered between agnostic and atheism. Athe- yeah. <laughs> Did anyone see the Barbara Walters special uh, about heaven? I did not. No, neither did I. Well, it was interesting. It was about two hours long. And, uh, you know, it was about near-death experiences, people that have died on the operating table, and interviews with those people, and theologists, and the Dalai Lama, and I forget who. I didn't see all of it, but um, she had, she interviewed a lady that had had a near-death experience while giving childbirth. I think she said it was like being hit in the gut and having all of the breath uh, pushed out of her. And she immediately, you know, like they always say, she was she was gone. She went away and she was, uh, uh, she saw the light and uh, she said she was on a stairway. And uh, stairway going up into the sky and she could see, wow. uh, she said there were dogs and cats surrounding her following up you know and there the sky was a blue that she had never seen before you know it was a not not mm. in the color palette a blue that was not even in the color palette of course they had the the other side you know they had the scientist on there and i tend to believe what the scientists are saying you know that it was uh, oxygen deprivation it's a dying brain that is hallucinating that's what i've always thought almost like a dream right right what I figure is the woman was a Led Zeppelin fan, you know, and she was a pet lover. <laughs> you know, Stairway to Heaven, pets were all around her. That's what the... I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if I believe all that or not. But, you know, you know, do a few mushrooms, you know, I can promise you you'll see colors that aren't in the color palette. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. <laughs> let's see. And last week, let's see what we last week. What last week's show? The last week's show was our our Christmas, sh- our holiday show. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> We were visited by the Hare Krishnas. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think that all the sleigh bells are Santa's Santa's sleigh bells, and, you know, they're actually, he's followed by a band of Hare Krishnas. Yeah, we were chased all around, <laughs> like at an airport. <laughs> yeah, they visited us twice during that show, didn't they? Yes, I think so, at the beginning and at the end. Okay. We received, let's see, it wasn't an email, it was a post in the, in the radio forum from... My old friend Gare Bear, who used to hang out with in the old days, way back in the 90s over on the small exchange chat room, we used to spend night after night talking with uh, Florida Dave and several others. Let me see. Let me, let me read you what he wrote. I think episode number 10 was the best show yet. Yes, I bought some Jake Shimabukuro. Loved it. I bought Da Vinci's Notebook, then they've done some really great stuff. The version of the Mickey Mouse March is a soulful acapella version. What really made the show special was that the cast shared some really amazing truths about themselves. I can understand Josh's struggles with sexuality. If you're heterosexual, it's pretty cut and dry, but any variance proves to be a struggle. I remember when Josh was straight, I kept thinking that Josh was too cute and interested in penis not to be gay. Besides, <laughs> he's a huge Disney fan. When Josh came out on Measurection, I felt vindicated that his dick wouldn't be wasted. Yet, see, yeah, I'm trying to embarrass Josh. That's crazy. <laughs> it's difficult to relate to Diane, but then I'll never be a heterosexual woman. Unless something really drastic happens. Oh, no kidding. John's realization comes closest to the experience of most of my friends. Sean is about my age, and I can't believe hadn't heard the term fag or queer when younger. I remember popping a boner in the locker room. I tried my best to hide it. <laughs> in seventh grade, and having one guy call me a fag asked me if I was queer. I had a cousin who called me a fairy when in eighth grade. To my knowledge, there wasn't anything particularly gay about me. But the one I really relate to is Alan. I didn't realize I was gay until I was close to 40. I was asexual and my job was my closet. This despite the fact that in fourth grade I proclaimed to my parents that when I grew up I was going to marry either Greg or Jeff. I wasn't eyeing Betty or Wilma, but had a huge crush on Fred and Barney and to this day still love husky men. <laughs> like Josh, I'd <laughs> like Josh, I'd look at and masturbate to photos of men, yet I was in denial. Having an unusually small penis probably kept me in denial, keeping me asexual because of fear of people laughing at my smallness and denying my sexuality for most of my life. Sharing your personal experiences was one that allowed your audience to bond with you and understand how similar all of our experiences are. The show had heart. Thank you so much for triggering many memories and helping to better understand myself. That was great. I really liked that that feedback. Yeah, I did too. It was great, and uh, it was very good to hear. Look at the power of a podcast. You know, people are going out and buying stuff that we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> like he really enjoyed the clip, the clip I played. Yeah. from the Conan O'Brien show of the Jake Shimabukuro doing the doing the ukulele, <laughs> and he went out and bought some. You went out and bought some, and Lord only knows who else did. 
<laughs> That's cool. And we know it's not because he likes Asians, because he said he likes husky men. <laughs> well, he is Asian. <laughs> uh, well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. It's our New Year's Eve show. <laughs> it certainly oh. is. <laughs> Can you hear We're the really excited, can't you tell? <clears throat> you know, actually, um, this year, uh, New Year's Eve is actually delayed by an extra second this year. I heard that. I don't know if you've heard that yet. but uh, The atomic clock. But, yeah, Reuters uh, reports. That's Reuters. Reuters. By the way. <laughs> Reuters, Reuters, you know. Rotor Reuters are the guys who come out and clear your pipes. Reuters, the news agency. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Um, it says, get ready for a minute with 61 seconds. Scientists are delaying the start of 2006 by the first leap second in seven years. A timing tweak meant to make up for the changes in the Earth rotation. The adjustment will be carried out by sticking the extra second into atomic clocks worldwide at the stroke of midnight, coordinated universal time. Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy New Year's Eve a second longer, the Institute said uh, in an explanatory notice. You can toot your horn for an extra second this year. Uh, leap seconds added to keep uniform timekeeping within the uh, 0.9 second of the Earth's rotational time, which can speed up or slow down because of many factors, including ocean tides. And it says the first leap second was added in June 1972. So, uh, it's a little freaky. I I guess this has happened for quite some time, but how do ocean tides slow down the Earth's rotation, Mister Wizard? They they affect the angular moment, spin the spin angular momentum of the Earth, and in fact, I was I had not tied the two thoughts together, but I heard on the news yesterday, I think, that uh, the tsunami a year oh. ago um, actually caused some perturbations in the rotation of the Earth, or some wobble, rather, in the Earth's orbit. Wow. And, and it occurs to me now to wonder whether, when, they, when the scientists finally do all the necessary calculations from that, whether that may change the schedule of some future leap seconds to either move them up or move them back. I knew I was dizzy for some reason. That's what it is. <laughs> You're dizzy because of the tsunami. <laughs> well, it says that uh, precise time measurements are needed for high-speed communication systems, among other modern technologies. So, like, things like GPS and things which rely on absolutely time, precise yeah. time calculations probably yeah. need to be all and in the, sync. And the whole thing is also, I mean, that's what, why we need the precision of the, of the atomic clocks. And the adjustments are done so that so that we remain with a situation where the average uh, uh, solar noon is at 12 o'clock noon. Ah. If we didn't do all these adjustments, then, then, then the sun being directly overhead would drift away from noon. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't, yeah. But, well, did they do this years and years ago? Have they been doing this before? What did they do before? No, what they what they did years and years ago is they used the sundial, and when it when the sun was straight overhead, it was news. <laughs> I mean, before we had an atomic clock. How long <laughs> we had an atomic clock? Quite a while, because it says they added the first leap second in 1972. Cavemen didn't have to worry about this. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the mid mid to late 70s that uh, that the standards, the big standards uh, organizations like National Bureau of Standards started using atomic clocks. It was a while though before before they became inexpensive enough to have to have anybody but but governments be in possession of them. 
it says that it's possible to have a negative leap second. That is where we have to take a second away, but uh, yeah. so far all of Skip them have been add-ons. Yeah, give a second, take a second. But so far they've just been adding seconds on, which reflects the Earth Earth's general slowing trend due to tidal breaking. So yeah, indeed, that tsunami may have well been a been a big factor. And nobody around here, nobody around here is a geek, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess that's it for Mr. Wizard's segment of the day. We've we've bored Sean to tears now. Yeah, I don't even care. And most of our listeners. And most probably. of our listeners. <laughs> Diane finds that hot. Hot. <laughs> Thank you. Our friend Michael Glenwick of Dallas Gay Pod left us a voicemail. It was on Gizmo, and it's parts of it are, are a little bit uh, bad quality. The following feedback is from our Sexuality Confusion Show, which was episode number 10. Hello, Penis Posse and Measurection Radio crew. This is Michael Glenn with Dallas Gay Pod, and I wanted to say thank you for your last episode regarding sexuality. And I did have a question. I don't know if you will address it in the future or not, but... It was brought up that sexuality and it was something to the lines of a question was asked regarding who you could love and it was realized that you could love both people, therefore it was a bisexual type of a sexuality. My question is though, is it really who you can love or is it more who you are the most sexually attractive to? that defines it because I know for me I was with a girl um, in my younger years for two years and I loved her to death and thought we'd get married but you know she gave me a hand job and it took an hour her hand started cramping because I couldn't get off I'm just curious to find out your views on if it is more of a love thing or if it's more of a who you're sexually attracted to and if you're equally sexually attracted to then it's bull but if one versus the other is more sexually attractive to you, can get you aroused, that type of thing, if that kind of leads to sexuality. So, again, just wanted to say, you know, hello and put in my input, and I'll talk to you all later. Well, first of all, I think Michael should uh, refrain from using a vibrator whenever he calls Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Well, that's really cool. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, that <clears throat> I was gonna say. So what? What he's uh, what he's really asking is, you know, who could you love if you love both sexes? You know, you're bisexual. That's what we said. And if you're, or or is it who you're most sexually attracted to? And I, I think he's he's nailed it right on the head. We're using the term last week. We were using the term love, but indeed, it's it's more about attraction. I, I think since sexuality is sort of hardwired into our brain. But uh, we, can, we can't really control who we're attracted to. But I believe it's possible to love without sexual attraction, of course. You know, you've got friends and family sure. that you may, yeah. you may love. And, and <clears throat> I almost would go as far as to say that you could almost learn to love where I don't think you can learn to be sexually attracted. Yeah, I think it was John who, was, who felt that, it, that the emotional attachment was the, was the key. But I'm inclined to, uh, to agree with with the uh, with Michael uh, Glenwick, who who I think was was saying that he was inclined to believe that that it's more about arousal, what turns you on, uh, in in trying to identify what your what your uh, sexual orientation is. Yeah, if you couldn't understand from the garbled, is what he was saying. He's you know he was in love with a woman and it took her an hour to give him a hand job because she couldn't you know he he just couldn't because uh, he just yeah, wasn't he wasn't aroused. aroused. He wasn't aroused. Yeah. 
Good point. So thank you, Michael, yeah. for that voicemail. Yeah. Um, let's see. I wanted to say, you know, if you heard the intro to that particular show, that number 10, which was our show on sexuality confusion, there's this effed up thing going on with Sean and I sounding like we are wasted high retards. I mean, it's just bad. <laughs> and, and I wanted to explain what this was. I mean, we sound just silly. When we're singing and But uh, we, we were trying an experiment with a three-way conference call of John, Sean, and myself, and John was trying to record it from his end. But when he did that, we couldn't hear him, but apparently he could hear us and, and was recording us. <clears throat> but what Sean and I heard in our ears was way worse than how it sounded on that recording. I mean, it was like an echo and a repeat times 10 of what you said. So you'd say, hello, and you'd hear in your head, hello, 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 you know, dragged out. So it made it very difficult to talk. Sometimes people on satellite interviews or, or such have trouble talking if they're if they're hearing themselves in their head in a delay. So <laughs> that's what made me laugh uncontrollably. In my college radio days, we used to like to do that to somebody who was reading the news. <laughs> We'd uh, patch into their, into their headphones and uh, feed a tape delay one and a half seconds oh. after they spoke suddenly into their ears without them suspecting. And it's it's a remarkable reaction that a human has when that happens. I mean, I was like repeating words, and I was laughing so hard I was snorting. It's fun. And when you listen to it, it just sounded slightly <laughs> echoed, so we sounded like total retards. I don't know what the, what went on there, but it was bad. John dressed it up a little, or maybe he toned it down. I, I, yeah, I, as soon as I can figure out how to do that to Sean, I'll be doing that again. But could, uh, for we'll now, duplicate, you know. duplicate it for fun someday. Yeah. If you, uh, if you have any notion that it's going to happen you can it is possible to tune it out and to to ignore it but uh, but if you don't know it's going to happen right it's devastating with brain control you could just focus and if you if you knew what you were supposed to be saying if you had a script oh, or yeah. you knew exactly what you were supposed to be saying but otherwise it was bad <laughs> so i just wanted to comment on that that we weren't utter retards like uh like we sounded <laughs> speak for yourself oh yes they actually are but yeah but, really that's what i'm getting at <laughs> Bronx Bombshell is putting together a gathering, and she's done a pretty good job. She's got a... We got a little promo for it, and it's June 2006, and I shall play the promo. So, why should you accept my invitation? Because, silly, every dick loves a thrill ride, does it not? This is Bronx Bombshell, and I'm extending a special invitation to all my MR buddies who are going to be in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware area next year on Saturday, June 3rd, 2006. Again, that's Saturday, June 3rd, 2006. We're going to Six Flags Great Adventure Theme Park. To help me organize this event, please fill out the poll found in this special events, gatherings, and get-togethers forum on the Mesurrection website. Thank you, baby. <laughs> she knows how to she do does it. She does it. I love the music she puts in. She put in there. Yes, that's her own music. We didn't do no, that. She did she that. She sent that to us. <laughs> And I think they're hoping to have a lot of people who will uh, just drop in for the day, right. for the one-day event. 
So we'll talk more about it as it gets closer, oh, but yeah. mark your calendars, June 2006, and check out the uh, events forum on Mesurrection.com for more information. Yeah, we'll be playing We'll be playing that again, and I think she will do some more as the time gets nearer. She will, uh, she'll post, she'll record uh, a couple of new ones for us. Um, I had some follow-up to the, remember I did the, the story on the Superman Returns movie last week. About the cod And piece? how they were, um, they were shaping and using cod pieces to try to decide how the bulge in Superman's suit was supposed to look. And uh, there's been some more development in that. A, uh, a UK writer reports that Warner Brothers has now ordered director Brian Singer to digitally cover up the bulge in actor Brandon Roos' Superman briefs. So apparently what they ended up doing with the cod piece and such um, was too much. The studio reportedly thought it, was, it would be a distraction. The paper's source said it's a major issue for the studio. Brandon is extremely well endowed, and they don't want it up on the big screen. We may be forced to erase his package with digital effects. I've heard it called. <laughs> I've heard him calling it digital kryptonite. <laughs> costume designers admit that the bulge was indeed the most complicated issue in terms of costuming. They worked out a practical solution involving a cod piece and special padding, but uh, <clears throat> apparently that's still too much. So. <laughs> You just never know. You just never think about those things. Anyways. Yeah, you never think about how much goes into that. So the man of steel can't show his steel. Yeah, he's hiding his steel. Gosh, 10-year-olds might see that, I guess, is the theory behind that. Oh, oh, oh. Let me tell you something that happened today. I almost forgot about this. Listen, I um, had to go to bed early last night because my mother had a doctor appointment today. Uh, she had to go to the eye doctor. She was going to have an examination, and they were going to dilate her eyes, and she needed a driver. So had to go to bed earlier than normal. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Got up early. And, okay, at the same time, my dad is supposed to have uh, a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Ooh, that's fun. Tomorrow. So he's got to get this stuff, you know, they give him this big jug of stuff you mix with water and this flavoring and you've got to drink it and it's supposed to blow oh, you yeah. out, right? Yeah, that's a bad Clean evening. you all out. I mean, uh, colonoscopies are, are very important, especially when you get over the age of 50. But anyway, he's supposed to do this. Yeah, I think the prep night is worse. As we're leaving today, <laughs> my dad is getting out his jug and he's going to start the routine. <laughs> And, you know, the instructions are, don't leave the house, stay yeah. near the restroom. <laughs> so, we get, we get to the eye doctor. He went with you? No, he stays here. He's going to start his routine as we're leaving oh, okay. so he stayed. this morning. Okay. My mom and I get to the eye doctor today, and we walked in. The lady looked up and said, uh, the receptionist, she looks up and says, uh, may I help you? My mother said she's here for her, gave her a name and said she was here for her appointment. And the lady looked a little bit perplexed and she looked into her computer <laughs> screen and she says, Ma'am, your appointment is tomorrow. <laughs> and we looked at each other like, uh oh. We were actually early for something. There's a surprise. Then we went, my mother, see, I'm just thinking, okay, she's got this date wrong. And my mother says, What do you mean? You mean this isn't the whatever, to, you know, the date was. The date is. And she says, no. We both looked at each other. She says, 
Oh my gosh, I thought your dad's appointment was tomorrow. It's not until the day after tomorrow. If this isn't, you know, the date that I thought it was. <laughs> she grabs a cell phone and she calls him and she says, don't drink this. <laughs> <laughs> He's already drank half the bottle. It's a big jug, like a gallon of stuff, you know. He's already drank. He's, he, he, had, he had already had a half of it. Shut up! So, 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 poor thing. He has to stop that. We drive. We we then went shopping. She. Uh, he's supposed to. After we're that, he's he can't eat anything today. He's supposed to have nothing but clear liquids. You know, can't have any color in it. So he's got to do that for two days now. <laughs> And uh, we, uh, we, they called the doctor and they said, well, just finish it tomorrow and stay on clear liquids. So he's got a whole another day of no, no food. That's funny. We stopped off at the store to buy him clear liquid things like broth and popsicles and uh, apple juice and things like that. Uh, so uh, poor man. That's what happened today. Oh. Oh, while we were in the store. While we were in the store, we're up there at the checkout stand, and this lady's in front of me. My mother's behind me. I'm in the middle. How much were the damages? Oh, sorry. The lady in front of us has like 50 of those Glade scented candles <laughs> in, a, in a basket. And my mother leaned over to her and, and asked, she said, do they, do they have those marked down back there? And I, and I interrupted and said, either that or something stinks really bad. And my mother was embarrassed. I embarrassed my mother. You probably needed those at your house. I thought it was fun. The lady kind of looked at me crazy. Too. Yeah, it was a lot of them. That's funny. <clears throat> your dad's probably hating your mother's sense of uh, managing the calendar. <laughs> no, he's a good sport about it, but uh, <laughs> he's two days of colonoscopy prep. That is a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I wanted to follow up to. Um, uh, remember, we did that that show. It was one of our early shows on uh, self sucking, mm. autofellatio. Mm -hmm. I forget what number it was, but uh, um, Jerry JDE. NE Colorado sent us a really funny voicemail that you know why does a dog lick his balls because he can mm -hmm. and and with his feedback on the subject well I was I'm, I was a bit behind in my reading on Measurection but I was in the SOS video forum on our website measurection.com and we we have some video forums which are only visible to SOS sponsors that is people that that have contributed to uh, to help keep measurection.com online and there was a video posted that was titled because he can so it intrigued me although i thought am i going to be seeing a video of a dog licking his balls or that's what i thought or not but it, it was a guy it was a guy who must have been into yoga or something had but a good chiropractor he uh he auto quite well <laughs> yes he'd been to the chiropractor <laughs> so uh, i wanted to thank jerry for posting that video and let everybody know that if they're uh if they were a fan of that auto fellatio show you know, check out. Uh, you have to be an SOS sponsor uh, to view that forum, but uh, you might want to check out that video. Yeah. It was kind of hot. <laughs> you can see the confusion. Wow! It seems like we're already an hour into the show and we haven't even started yet. <laughs> Does? Oh my God! What time? I think we are an hour. We're an hour into the phone call. Our topic is underwear. Which do you like better? Do you like wearing boxers, tidy whities, or any other kind of underwear? Do you like going commando? What feels better to you? Is it a matter of comfort, looks, a little of both? 
Do you like seeing other guys in underwear? <laughs> yes, to all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Our Measure Action Radio intern, Bicentennial Man, posted a um, poll on the forum. And uh, the poll asked two questions. The first was, what underwear do you like seeing other guys in the most? And the other was, which type do you enjoy wearing? And it's interesting, the answers, the, the uh, highest responses were not the same for, for the two questions. The, uh, the what do you like to see other guys in, and I presume the women responded to this as well and said what they like to see their guys in, and the, uh, the highest percentage was 31% for briefs or tidy whities The uh, next highest was boxer, boxer briefs at 20%. That's what they like to see. The which type do you enjoy wearing, on the other hand, the highest percentage was boxer briefs at 25%. And then next was boxers, and uh, and then next was free ball or something else, hmm. and and then finally at twelve percent briefs or tidy whities, uh, bikinis, thongs, etc. were at eight percent. Ha! But boxers were only five percent for what you like to see other guys wearing. I'm I've always been a brief guy myself. A, a lot of people we we had some threads discussing this, and a lot of people commented that. Uh, you know, they, they wore for years whatever their mother bought for them, and that's how we all start out. Whatever mom's buying is what we wear, and eventually at some point we either have to make the decision to make the change and get mom to buy something else, or you wait till you're out and on your own. Uh, I stuck with the, uh, I guess when I was a kid they were the, they were the tidy whities but uh, now I prefer the fashion colors. We've all heard the stories of my purple, uh, <laughs> my, my illustrious purple undies. And... Uh, uh, I've tried boxer briefs. Boxer briefs are the next most comfortable thing. Boxers, uh, I'm always popping out the fly on the boxers. It's just there's not enough hang, I think, for boxers for me. Same but, here. But uh, uh, I have worn boxers on occasion, and I have either found some without a fly or stitched the fly closed. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's only when for sleeping in or something. But uh, otherwise, I prefer the the briefs. As a uh, very young young child. I, my mother had me in uh, boxers, but then at some point, and I, I have no idea why, but at some point she switched me to, uh, to briefs, and I've worn briefs, I guess, since I was, I don't know what it was, eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. And, uh, and these days I wear the, uh, the jockey style that's called the pouch, which is a fly front brief, but the, but the fly opening goes horizontal instead of vertical, and there's a sort of a semi-contoured uh, pouch to the, the shaping of the fabric. Hmm. I find those to be very comfortable. Hot. That's so hot. That's hot. <laughs> Alan just described his underwear to us, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I just went down the hall and peed. I was hoping Alan would take just a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, can you read that slower? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And I, I, uh, I do like to see tidy whities on other guys. So you, you fit the, uh, the mold. And I get very dis- I get very disturbed if I'm watching a uh, a, a gay porn ver- video and uh, and they pull down the pants and the underpants all at once. Yeah, you got to take your time. I, I, I agree. Yes, I want to see those tidy yeah. whities. I like seeing the tidy whities. I think the tidy whities are probably my my favorite to see on people, and I wear those the most. I I do like the the boxer briefs. I think they're very comfortable. They're the most comfortable. I wear tidy whities and boxer briefs. I, I like to see guys in the tidy whities. I think the most. 
the boxers hate him. It's always sticking his little nose right out the slit and irritating the hell out of me. That is so uncomfortable. <laughs> always, always, no matter what. Ugh. Anytime I wear them, it goes straight for the slit, and it's always sticking, <laughs> sticking just partially, just looking out. Yes. Just rubbing his nose up against the zipper of the pants. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's never And I'll tell you something else. It seems like, and I do have some boxers. You know, I've got, I get them as gifts sometimes, and I'll wear them, but I don't like them. It seems that any time I've, you know, let's say I, I had to, I have to stay over at someone's house. I got, I got some friends here. You know, I live pretty far away from Arlington now. Every once in a while, I'll stop, I'll stay. You know, instead of driving back, I don't have a change of clothes or anything. I'll just okay, sleep on the couch, get a, get a blanket, pillow, take off my jeans, sleep in a t-shirt, and the boxers. It never fails. Everyone's in there the next morning. It's time for me to stand up. And put my pants back on, and what's I'm wearing the boxers, and he's sticking his nose out <laughs> every time. Yeah, I don't. I, you almost need the briefs under the boxers. So, uh, so nobody here free balls, or ha- has anybody here ever free balled? I have, and I don't like it. Just to clarify, the term free ball is for folks who go without any underwear. It's also called uh, going kamikaze. Commando. Kamikaze. Commando. <laughs> <laughs> or commando, yes, yeah. Um, I've done it very rarely. I mean, I don't make a practice of it, but I think there was a uh, an instance last summer that, for whatever reason, I had to run an errand and and I just had on a pair of shorts and no no undies, and that was sort of a little bit of a thrilling thing. And then just at, in talking about and reading this thread the other night when I had to take my uh, my garbage can out. To get my garbage can out of the garage, I have to move my car. So I went out, and I put, I put my blue jeans on, commando, and I moved my car out and put the garbage can out and checked the mail and did a bunch of stuff outside and then put the car back and came back in. And I didn't really find the attraction. It was kind of uncomfortable. Again, Mr. Wizard there pokes straight ahead at the zipper, and in blue jeans, that's not very pleasant. So I don't know how so many guys enjoy the, the commando uh I was going to say I can I can sort of feel the chafing just hearing you describe it. <laughs> Need some gold bond. And it's also in the it's also when you're going commando, you're also in the danger zone. You know, you're you're near the zipper. I don't Yeah, like and that. you know, I have on occasion been known to not on purpose but leave my zipper down. You know what I mean? You ever check your zipper and find it down? It happens rarely, oh, yeah. but uh <laughs> If you're going commando, that could be a different situation. <laughs> I guess if I guess if you had enough length to uh to sort of get it down, get the head down past the zipper, then, uh, then it might be different. But, uh, but, for, but for those of us who are, are qualified members of Measure Action, uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that, that just, that commando with the zipper down just reminded me of something I haven't thought about in years, but it was, it was very funny. When, when I was a kid, my parents had a, uh, a boat, a, a cruiser, and we would sit in the boat on the weekends and, and wait to go down the lake and such. And across the way, there was a, uh, a bachelor and he had one of these boats that, that there was a flybridge or a, a deck up on top to, uh, to drive from. And then there was a widow lady next to us and he liked the widow lady. So we used to sort of sit in there and see, see him trying to impress her. And the one day we looked out and his leg was up on the side of the, the flybridge on the, on the edge of it. You know, he's standing way up high. He's 10 feet in the air and his leg is up on the side of the boat, and he's got his hands in his pocket, and he's he's stretching everything out. And he 
he had forgotten to zip his zipper, and I don't think he knew, and he's standing there talking to that widow lady, and uh, you couldn't see a lot, but you could see that there was no underwear. You know, you could see that the fly was open, and you could see that the... And we just sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed about, you know, how calm the widow lady was, was remaining, and she was taking it all in, and it was... We, we teased him about it later, that we saw him, you know fishing for women on the on the dock giving her a show <laughs> yes because i'm sure later he discovered and was mortified at what he'd done <laughs> we had a an interesting response from uh, james 1974 on the uh, forum and he said uh, boxer briefs some are sexy some are not they keep me just right tidy whities remind me too much of wedgies I still have emotional scars from the one that went on over my head, and I have very sensitive skin. Thus, bikinis are too tight, and my balls chafe, and free-balling, well, I have a bit of a love of wearing undies. I have a pair for every day of the month. Oh. Ooh, 30 pair. Wow. 31. I've got 30 pair. I thought I've got 60. (laughs) I have two dozen, precisely. I know that because the last time I've lost enough weight to go down a waist size that's how many i bought (laughs) good for you we had a number of responses let's see d pepper x is that how you pronounce it d pepper x here's a dr pepper or is it just d pepper d pepper x i vote boxers i've worn them for as long as i can remember i honestly don't remember wearing the tidy whities i've worn some pretty tight boxers not quite briefs i definitely have to say that Boxers are the way to go for me. I don't like the feeling of my sack being so confined that they have no room to breathe. The naturally, they naturally hang, so I let them hang. Now, see, I like all mine all snuggled up. and I do. My boys need a house, is what Kramer said on <laughs> Seinfeld. My boys need a house. <laughs> Cosmic, who uh, lives in New Providence, said uh, out in the islands, said, uh, I used to wear Y-front underwear until I was about 26. Once a friend of mine suggested that boxers would be cooler in this tropical climate. I tried them and found that they were more comfortable overall. Afterwards, I also found that I couldn't be comfortable in tight-fitting underwear or briefs anymore. So, uh, there's another for boxers. Our, uh, our wonderful intern, I'll embarrass him by reading uh, Bicentennial Man. He says he's guess, he guesses he's one of these like-my-dad types of guys. Um, when he was younger, he wore what was bought for him. Uh, which were tidy whities and his dad always wore boxers, so sometimes in hi- sometime in high school he switched over. Growing up, we never really walked around the house in our underwear. It seems through some of the stories here that some fathers would walk around the house all day in their underwear, and others either didn't feel comfortable doing so or thought it was wrong. Perhaps the attitude comes from them, uh, the dads not being comfortable with their own body being modest or something else. My father walked around in his boxers. He wore boxers. And uh, he only had to wear briefs if he was if it was summertime and he was wearing shorts because the boxers were too long for his shorts. Well, Average Phoenix writes, he's also boxers. I'm boxers as well. I wore tidy whities in elementary and up until the middle of eighth grade. Then I switched over. Boxers just feel more comfortable, I think. They allow me to hang loose a bit with what little hang I have, but still give enough support and reduce friction I would have if I go commando as I wear almost only jeans. As for underwear observations, honestly, thongs and G-strings on the ladies still get me, even if I do only see the string. Probably because it gets my mind a-wandering. I try to take care of that ASAP. <laughs> Gear Bear, I think, uh, was a fan of Commando. Um, he says that by default when he was a kid, it was briefs. Uh, it was what his dad wore and what his mom bought 
uh, as underwear for the house. Uh, it wasn't until a woman that he worked with mentioned that she hated men in briefs because it made them look like they were wearing diapers. Even though he wasn't interested in women, he took note. He tried boxers and enjoyed the feeling of freedom. Uh, he thinks boxer briefs are sexier, but the airy freedom of boxers is a great feeling. The other advantage of boxers over briefs is if you're more nub-like, trying to fish the thing out through the fly of briefs can become a major hunting <laughs> expedition. Some brands of underwear feel like they're trying to strangle the penis when you're peeing. With loose-fitting boxers, you can just reach in anywhere through the fly, forget buttoning the fly, or through the leg opening. Nowadays, he goes commando. That means less expense, less time doing laundry, and when you take a pee, you unzip and it's right there. <laughs> if you're getting frisky with a date, there's easier access, less fumbling. The disadvantages, even though one part may be the nub, the other part has a tendency to hang. Uh, I have run into a meeting and plopped myself into a chair and landing right on my balls. Yikes. Try pretending not to be in pain and that there's nothing wrong when that happens. Uh, he says he's got to lose some weight because his thighs are beginning to chafe his nutsack. <laughs> oh, that's, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could, I'm too nub-like. <laughs> Dragon Boy, Dragon Boy said, I wear boxers, lightweight cottons in the summer and flannels in the winter. Generally prefer plaids. Love to see boxers on my dudes too. We've got a lot of, this has been a, a popular topic. One of one of our old threads, there was a uh, user Rapid Rocky Thirty One that that um, it was a generic thread about what what guys wear that turn you on or off, and Rapid Rocky Thirty One says tight underwear turns me on, makes me wonder what what it hides, and the reply to that was from Kirk, and he says he agrees, uh, he agrees that seeing a guy in in tighties is a real turn on. Sometimes what you don't see is sexier than what you do see, and that sort of ties to what Alan said about. The pornos where everything comes down at the same time. What fun's that? <laughs> Ted SVC replies to that as well and says, Guys in white briefs, very, very, very sexy. White briefs, Fruit of the Loom or Jockey or Haynes. Tidy whiteies. And we're back. <laughs> One other uh, member of the Measure Action site posted uh, this response to the question. He said, I used to wear mainly boxer briefs, and I still think they look best on me. Oh, by the way, this is Ford STE. Um, however, I have switched to the two exist low-rise briefs because they work best with jeans now that the low-rise types are prevalent again. Of course, the drawback to low-rise jeans and underwear is that I have to be careful not to show too much crack. <laughs> Living in Philadelphia, home of the Liberty Bell, I feel that should be the only crack tourists see in the city. <laughs> I don't have very many pairs of special undies. I got the Fruit of the Loom briefs. You know, I'm pretty boring. I did, I have on occasion bought one of those little tubes of bikini briefs, and those are, they're not sexy on me, you know, they're, they're sexy on the package, but <laughs> when I look at myself at them, I don't look like yeah, that. That's, some, some people wear, some people buy them just because of that, because of the packaging. Oh, the packages in the, I was in the department store today, and I was walking around in the undie section, and I, I don't know how I, I got in there, but I was looking for a scarf, and uh, <laughs> it was next to the undie section, and <laughs> to participate, please call our Dick phone, 206-338-DICK. That's 206-338-3425. On Gizmo, you can reach us and leave a message. Our username is Measurection. Send us email, people. We love getting email. Radio at Measurection.com, or you can visit us on the web at 
www.measurection.com slash radio. That's M-E-A-S-U-R-E-C-T-I-O-N.com slash radio. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you, listeners and visitors. Thanks, SOS sponsors and members, for a great year. I want to thank our moderators. We want to thank you, Bicentennial Man. Yes, great job helping us get coordinated for the show. Indeed. That's fabulous. (laughs) And we'll see everybody next year. Yep, see you next year. Happy New Year. Is that it? I hope so. (laughs) It's a wrap. Hi, it's Bronx Bombshell here. I like to see guys, especially in boxer briefs, I like the way they hug everything. Backside, thighs, package. (laughs) Um, But honestly, as far as men's underwear goes, any clean pair will do, right? Hey, this is Thomas42 from New York City. I uh, just called to say I'm really enjoying uh, the broadcast, and I'm glad I was able to speak to you guys in the chat room tonight. I uh, hope you have a really good time in Orlando, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all in Dallas. Um, I hope someone can teach me how to two-step by then, <laughs> or else this is going to be a problem. Um, okay, that's it. Love you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, John. We're really going to miss you.